Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think another thing with the young guys now is that it's also physical. Like when I was watching... I didn't watch the Rune match, but with Brooksby, I really thought this. They don't have it in the tank to win three sets against Djokovic. Best of three is fine. But but Rune, when when he won the second set tiebreak, and the US Open is, account is posting the emoji with the eyes, I'm like, what are you doing? He has a 0% chance of winning this match. He doesn't <laughs> have it in the legs. And so then, of course, he cramped at one all in the third, still a million miles from the finish line. And and Brooks, Brooksby as well, he got that break back in that epic, epic game. Might have been the best of the tournament. But it's like, it is still 2-3 in the second set, even if you don't get broken back, which he did. Again, like a million miles from the finish line. I think Andy Roddick tweeted after Brooksby, after it started getting attritional, he was like, Djokovic is going to make this the most painful experience of this kid's life. And he's like, never felt this before. And it's like, until, until you are ready to compete at that level of pain, like you, you can't win or you need a good draw to win. Well, and and that's actually, and people don't talk about this. And this is why it pisses me off that it's just so unfair that the women don't get the best of five because what essentially happens for the women is that it completely levels the field. Right. Is you don't have the you don't need the experience of going through best of five. That's why it's so rare for someone to break through a best of five event and just win it on their first try or whatever, or even second or third. Um, because the men actually have to to win one of these. You have to be strong enough, like you said, to survive against these monsters that you're gonna face one of them at some point. And even last year when, you know, Djokovic got defaulted and then they ended up playing that brutal final in the fifth set. I mean, those are long matches that your body can't really, you don't even know you can push that far until you actually do it. Yeah. Like Djokovic in the 2007 Miami final, probably. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. You need to, you need to push your limit and then push it a little further and a little further and a little further and see what happens. But yeah, it, that's the other thing that kind of annoyed me when people complained about the young guys in the ATP. It's like, do you realize how hard it is to be as complete as you need to be to beat these guys? Like, that's It's unfair to expect anybody to, to do it out of the gate or like this is a normal thing that yeah. tennis should be producing gold level players every five years. Right. And it's just and not... Fifth- and physically, Nadal was the last like teenage alien. And that was back when you had um you had the best of five masters finals, which were so big in yeah. his development because he got that 2005 Rome match before winning his first major. So he knew he was physically ready before. And now oh, be- like even you, before you can't that. practice outside the majors. Yeah. yeah. No, before that, like the, the Miami final that he lost right. to Federer, yeah. he blew, he ran out of gas. Yeah. 
That's true. <laughs> he won the first two and lost the next three. He ran out of gas. I remember watching that match, and he didn't run out of gas again for a long time. So, yeah, like you said, the the Rome final. I mean, that was another one that was in Argentina, I think, the one against Coria. I was watching, fell asleep. Yep. At I mean, this was when I had a crazy schedule, so I kind of went to bed at like I don't know five in the morning. Woke up later, and they were still playing. And I thought, this is insane. What are they doing? And yeah, I mean, it's really trial by fire. There's there's no way, no other way to do it for these guys. I, that's why I wish Felix had just fought a little more. Like, just yeah. hang on. Just fight. Yeah, because because every every minute you can extend a match like that is gold, even if you don't win. That like that's yeah. experience that you might not get again for a long time. Like you don't make that many semifinals. Yeah, like you don't get it. You don't even get that many chances to play Medvedev, right? Or someone yeah. like that. I mean, that's the other thing. Like at that level, the best lessons are not with your coach. The best lessons are against the people you play. So for Felix to just crumble. In what is essentially the middle of that match. Yeah, yeah, not even uh, the third set. Uh, was... I mean, he after he lost that break, he just died. And you're thinking, why? This yeah. match is still going. It's best of five. Just keep going. But I mean, I saw I've seen him do that in finals in little dinky tour finals all the time. So I, I remember we were talking about like the Murray River Open on the last podcast. And uh, yeah. He does it all the time. And I thought he wasn't going to do it anymore. And he did it again. Yeah. Yeah. But on, um, on the best of five thing, I think the argument Ben Rothenberg uses is, um, is it gives the top players a cushion. And, um, oh, yeah. and, and my argument is like, I think they deserve that cushion and everyone should get it. Like, is that not a deserved privilege for the top players to have? Um, and then the young people have to break through, game wise and also physically because um because like you were saying the women don't get a chance to do that and so best of three it physically you don't run into that wall no i think yeah no i mean i think the the format is a wonderful format and i think it makes matches have this epic kind of quality of being like a novel or like a really long film with twists and turns and every set has its own kind of theme sometimes and the women just don't get to play that and they don't get to experience that and they don't get to prepare for that and get even push their bodies forward in the sense that matches like that would push them forward. I mean, it would, it would change women's tennis if they did that and it would change it for the better. It would be the best thing that could happen. I compare it to... This is coming to me now. This is a left field analogy, but in in South America in soccer for the World Cup before '98, the World Cup used to be just 24 teams for first 16 and 24. So qualifying was at a premium. So South America only used to get three three slots, and what they would do is there's only 10 countries that would play in the qualifying. They would put the countries in two groups. And the winners of the two groups would go. But on the top of one group was Brazil. And on the other top group was Argentina. So basically your chances of qualifying were slim. But slim. But then in 98, they expanded the World Cup to 32 teams. 
and it didn't make sense to keep that format for the South American qualifying. And what ended up happening was, is they changed the format and they made it a league. Basically, everybody plays everybody else, mm-hmm. home and away. Whoever ends up with the most points, the top four qualify. What ended up happening was that all these the countries like my country, Ecuador, who had never been to World Cup, all of a sudden we qualified. But it was on the strength of having to be strong enough and to be good enough to play everybody. Because before you would only play either Argentina or Brazil, either or. And now you had to play them both. Right. So you had to be good. And you have to, it pushed the country, the whole development of, of, of talent, it pushed it forward. And that was the main reason. I will always think that that was the main reason. So with women's tennis, it was just, we're keeping their potential. We're putting a lid on the potential of what it yes. could be. Yeah. And, and like best of five is brutal on everyone who plays it. Like I get it, but at the same time, it's like, this is a professional sport. It is in the job description to be really, really physically developed. It's not like anyone can't handle it, you know? Well, I mean, that's the point of sport, right? It's, it, exactly. It's to, push, it, to push yourself. Yeah, it, it adds an endurance element. I'm like, I don't think tennis was designed to be a sprint or or, or, or even middle distance. Like one of um, one of my favorite tournaments of all time is... um. Uh, on the women's side, it's 2018 Australian Open. Um, and not because Wozniacki uh, won it, but because Halep played a 15-13 third set in the third round, and then a 9-7 in the semifinals where she saved Oof. match points. That was one of the best matches I've seen. And then and then in the final, it was another like two-and-a-half-hour match, and she was up a break in the third and then finally ran out of gas. And it was like that... That is amazing, but best of three just doesn't allow that to happen that often. Like you, you needed two matches to go past six all, which now doesn't even exist at the Australian Open. Um, no. And like best of five just allows these battles to happen. And like yeah, there are down patches like uh, Tsitsipas, uh, Alcaraz. That fourth set was a bagel, but like you know, down patches aren't always horrible. You, like in your mind, gear up for the fifth set. Like it's yeah. it's fine. You know, it's twenty minutes, and they go quickly. Exactly. Yes. No, I think. I really, I hope to see it in my lifetime, but I, it's depressing to me that I don't see that much of a push towards it either. It's like everybody's everybody's okay with things as they are, and I, I think that's just wrong. I don't know. Maybe the maybe these young teenagers will, will are going to be the ones to push because I mean, there's so many matches that we've lost to history that could have been absolute epics that we did not. Yeah. But that ended up being like a dull straight set final. But I mean, that was my argument always. Like people claim that the 2008 Wimbledon men's final was the greatest match ever. For two sets and a half, it was a rout. Exactly. Yeah. It was a rout. It would have ended. If it was a women's match, it would have ended. No one would have remembered it other than Nadal emphatically beating Federer. Right. I um I, I actually got Ben Rothenberg to respond to me on Twitter very early in my Twitter career about that because I said um if it were best of three, that match would have ended six four, six four. And I remember his response was players play differently when the finish line is changed. I'm like, okay, maybe, but I, I, I think that's a pretty flimsy argument to go off of. Like Yes. Also, who says that somebody I mean, how many times would a player Yeah, it's just it makes that makes no sense. Yeah. It, it's unfair. His is 
his the the heart of his argument, which is fairness, is in its right place, but the core of it, which is the format, is wrong because yeah. it's just. And the way forward is actually super simple. I think if there's an easy solution. It's not even my original thought. I don't it's know who's it was. Well, do first three rounds best of three, yeah. and then the next last four rounds best of five. It's not hard. <laughs> to me, it's, it it even adds a little spice to the beginning because. I mean, let's face it, the first three rounds for the top seeds are nothing. I mean, yeah, they're, playing, they're playing random people who are playing their first slam or they never get the chance to play. You're like, who is this? And it makes it a little nice. And then when you get the, the round of 16, the top 16 on both tours that have won three matches, all right, let's see them go. Let's see them duke it out. You earn kind of like you earn the format. You win three matches, you earn the format. I, I, but, I like that. I, I would be sad to lose the first three rounds, but I think I, I would be, I would co-sign. I mean, we'd that. lose, we'd obviously we would, we would sacrifice something, but you know, you gotta, well, what is it? Would you say you want to make an omelet? You got to break some eggs. Um, and you know, first we first day, a few days of the slam, you're always like two completely random inconsequential people on the men's side are going to a fifth set. It's not going to affect anybody's tournament. Yeah. And they're added. Like, why do these guys get the format? And, you know, actually good players, elite players of the women don't get a chance. Right. I, I mean, like Muguruza Osaka at the Australian Open this year, that was a fourth round, wasn't Oof. it? That was a fourth round, yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't, that was best of three. And then Fritz in the third round against Djokovic gets best of five, which. Yes. That, that's there you not, go. That's not ideal. Yeah. And, no. And what scares me is that this generation of, compared to Nadal of physically underdeveloped ATP teenagers are going to um, sort of influence a push in the other direction where it's like best of five is too hard. We need to cut back on it. And we're seeing it. I mean, we lost Davis cup, lost the Olympic final, lost masters finals years ago. So I'm, I'm worried that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, well, and those kind of were casualties of reality more or less. I mean, the Davis cup, the Davis Cup was dying and no one really cared. And then they came up with this ridiculous situation that I think, honestly, it would have been better if they had just killed it and moved on and, and moved on with something like the ATP Cup or something, which seemed like a better solution than whatever the Davis Cup is now. But yeah, that used to be a nice training ground, like you said, for young players. That's players of all kinds would get a chance to play best of five. And it's gone. Yeah. And I think for the Masters, I mean, you could do it. They just have to last two more days. Yeah. I, you... I mean, they're playing every day. It's not a huge slice of the calendar. No, I think you know, I mean, that's the classic tennis thing of, I think we would all be better served if the tour were 25 events and not 80. Yeah. Like I mean, just... I, I am constantly wanting the tour to just um for acp cut paris or shanghai like those those are not producing good matches everyone is dead people are skipping them people are getting injuries there like at at the end of the year after the u.s open really a lot of stuff doesn't matter even even the year-end finals is not the the u.s open uh, that's why back in the day the changeover uh brody and i had a we did that nerd cast i remember was about the the schedule and my proposal was why does tennis have to have uh, a calendar season 
Because honestly, everything kind of ends with the US Open. So the year-end event for the men and the women should happen maybe a week and a half after the US Open. It's kind of like a, a nice coda to things and then wrap it up, rest for two months and then start in December. And then you would still keep the four slams in the calendar year, but just the season would have its pause. The season would start before. Um, I mean, I agree. There's so many things that could change, but they're not because there's no... I mean, the ATP, the way it was, and it's good to hear about history and learn about how it was and why it came to be, basically because (laughs) the, the nature of the sport has made the events what they are. And the events being what they are means that they only exist for a week or two weeks. And then whatever happens before or after, no one gives a crap. The tours, the the events themselves don't give a crap because as they see it, their existence only matters in that week. Uh, It's not like, for example, an NBA team or a soccer team where they they exist throughout six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their stadium gets used for six months. In tennis, you're going to, what, build a tennis complex to use two weeks in a year? Like That, that really is bizarre, yeah. It's crazy. And, it, and oh, and your tennis thing, it can't be uh, just uh, one big arena. No, it has to be a big arena, a medium-sized arena, and a bunch of other little courts so that you right. can house a million matches. It, the nature of the sport is... To change the calendar, you have to change Everything. the sport. And and at this point, I don't even know that it's worth it. <sighs> I, I definitely like the idea. I think, I, I really think the two months rest thing is most important. Like the calendar is grueling and it ends with the hard parts and you need to give players a break. And well, and the other thing is, yes, uh, that's always popular. Uh, everybody wants the the... The months, but you know what ends up happening? They're still playing EXOS. Yep. Because they don't have guaranteed money. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's the other thing. It's with like top ten are fine, but no one else is, and that's over ninety five percent of the tour. Like, and even the top ten guys, they don't have guaranteed money. I mean, that's, I, I think Rublev said earlier this year he can't afford an apartment or something. And, no, I mean, I'm not surprised because he has to pay taxes first. And then he has to pay for his whole team. And it's not like he's made that many big, like career altering. Yeah. No, no major. He he hasn't done very well at the slams, which is where you get the money. And he only this year started making masters finals. Although the prize money was depressed because of COVID. (laughs) So bad year to do it. Um, I mean, I think for him, the best thing would be to qualify for the World Tour Finals and try to get the money there because that event's all about, you know, the money. But, I mean, that's the reality, and that's a top-ten guy. Like, I don't think Berrettini can show up and think, okay, next year I'm going to make whatever money I made this year. I mean, no, I mean, it's not not guaranteed by any means. He has no clue. He gets bounced in the first round of the slam. He's screwed. Yeah. (laughs) He's screwed, and it's a, a vicious cycle because... He gets bounced at Wimbledon, let's say, first round. Gets bounced by a random person. Not only does he lose out of money, his points go down because he yeah. loses all that. And then 
his entry into other tournaments becomes more perilous because yeah. then he doesn't have the buy. And so he gets tougher he opponents in the first round. And tougher yeah. opponents in the first round, prone to an upset. And it just it snowballs. Yeah, and, and the pressure builds, and it's like and okay, the pressure I have builds. To do well at the U.S. Open, and then maybe you choke. Oh my god! And that's why that's... maybe at the end of the year you give him two months, and after three weeks, someone in Dubai tells him, "Hey, Mateo, come, come play a match against uh, I don't know Rublev. We'll give you five hundred thousand. Sure, he's going to show up, even if he's not healthy." Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Because he's, that, those are the, th- that's, that was what it was like before. That in the, the crazy wild days of the open era, that's basically how it was. I mean, people just went where the money was and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no tours. I don't know if you've read um, Agassiz's autobiography, but when when he was like 16, there's a bit where he loses and he goes like, I'm done, I'm going to quit. And he he hands out his rackets to homeless people in a park. And then um, and then he goes to his brother and his brother says, uh, you know, this tournament wants you to play. They'll guarantee you two thousand dollars. And he goes, well, you know, like might not be so bad to to go out (laughs) with a little extra coin in my pocket. And then he goes, plays beats pat cash wins a set off lendl and then he's like okay you know like i'll i'll keep playing and it's it sounds it sounds brutal and and i mean the way tennis is run i don't trust them to make changes of any size i mean i don't know if you saw on twitter the u.s open um they could not tweet that 53 shot rally between Djokovic and zverev because it was too long and because of their broadcast restrictions they could not tweet their own content and so when they posted the video, they had to say at the bottom from Sports Center, even though this is the US Open account posting a point from the US Open. And it's just it and it's comical, but it's also really, really sad. Oh yeah. Well, there's that. There's the uh, I mean Medvedev was trolling tennis TV because they couldn't even show him. They couldn't even use a photo of the US Open. They oh, used them- yeah, it's always hilarious. Like <laughs> Or they do the ATP tennis TV does these like great YouTube compilations of like great shots, whatever. None of them are at the slams. Yeah. And, and they, since they can't post videos, they have to tweet during these tournaments and they're like, so how about this match? Because they can't post any videos and they have to try to stay relevant. And, 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 and that, that just constantly burns me up as a fan because tennis TV is the one that makes like the 20 minute videos and it'll be like every ATP player's most heartbreaking loss. It's like, no, none of these are at the majors. This is a fun video, but like you're wrong about all of them. (laughs) Yes. 
No, it's that that is tennis. I mean, the thing to remember is that tennis, as messy as it is right now, is as good of a shape as it has ever been. Because man, you start reading about the earlier days, like the sixties and seventies, just mayhem, just chaos. They didn't even have rankings. It, people fucking voted on them. It was just, it was bad. It was really bad. But the, the core thing is, you want what you would like is, I don't know, someone with extremely deep pockets to buy all the tournaments. And then, yeah. you know, they can kind of make them work within an ecosystem. But that person doesn't exist. Maybe uh, maybe the big three will all come together and do that someday. They don't even have that much money. <laughs> it would be too much and too chaotic to. I was, to... I was thinking earlier. Um, they just have to build a complex in Monaco, and every tennis player can move there, not play, ta- not pay taxes. Yes, I mean a lot of them already do. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's, tennis is just, but I think. You know, talking tonight kind of made me realize it's the very nature of the sport is what drives the chaos. So if you want to, if you want to make it more orderly, you actually have to change the very nature of it. And I, I don't know that you want to do that. Yeah, it's it's a tough sport to love. I mean, like I, I do think that you can tweak it. Yeah. Like one, one thing that I thought and it didn't get any traction at all on on Twitter. People were like did not it just did not it wasn't one one of those where people react negatively it just got kind of ignored but Mm -hmm. i thought what if we make sets of tennis be kind of like um like a soccer half where the first set there are no changeovers because the changeovers are i mean do we really need the changeovers like that minute that they sit down because it's a minute and a half. It's really not that much. What if we play that whole set, no pauses, and at the end of the set, we have a 10-minute pause? Where and we then you would change the... sides and play another set? Yeah. And then, you know, you would change sides normally like you do, but then okay. after 10 minutes, they can go to the bathroom. They can even talk with their coach. and do whatever they want. 10 minutes. You can rest. Okay, let's start the second set. And you play the second set in that whole continuum. So, I mean, I think that's one where I don't think even think it would, it would change the sport because you would approach and players would need to change their bodies, change the way they train, because then it would become a real test of endurance. Yeah. Knowing that you're not going to be able to sit down until. Right. And, and you can fully push yourself at the end of sets knowing you have a break after that. Exactly. And then, and then maybe start the next one a little slower. Or, yeah. Yeah. But that's one that I don't know. I don't know that it would help with. But that's the thing. Like, to me, that would make it a little more interesting. It would help the broadcast mm-hmm. because it would give them like a time to go to the studio, really show a big block of ads. Kind of like if you ever watch soccer. Like the halftime show, no one watches the damn halftime show. Everyone goes to the bathroom, goes to make a snack. And there's not even like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of content that the broadcast produces. They talk for like two minutes and then it's highlights and for another minute 
and then it's commercials the whole time. Yeah. So in tennis, you could have something like that where you could sell, okay, this block, there's this big block that's going to come. Yeah. And you're going to have, at least you're going to have a guaranteed amount because at least now you don't even know how many changeovers you're going to have in a match, right? You have right, no idea. Yeah. Whereas I mean, with this, you would at least be guaranteed two big blocks. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't mind that idea. And I think one of the few, th- it could even help with marketing, that that block of dead time. I think one of the few, few things ESPN does well are those those promos where you play the music and you show the points and you show all the camera angles you don't usually get to see. So you could show those between sets and appeal to casual fans some more. And then... Or, it, yeah, or you could even, in a slam, during a, a, the end of one set, switch to another court yeah like the one that's playing the best tennis yeah for 10 minutes and then come back and you were like oh but i think matches would go faster yeah yeah i i mean i'll tell you who you should take that idea to is uh cc foss um but (laughs) but yeah i no no bad messenger for any kind of uh (laughs) He has no credibility right now. Oh my god. I um I, I did agree with what you said on Twitter that um any player who lets an interruption like that get to them, like it's the loss is on them. Um but it is it is very I don't memeable. understand why freaking Andy Murray, who I love, I love the muzzard, but come on, man. Just like why, 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 why drive the narrative? Why why? And then, of course, ESPN just latched onto it. Yeah. Just so freaking unfortunate. Like, also, I mean, the, it should have the debate should have ended at did he break any rules? No. Well, what are we talking about then? That that's hard to argue with. I will say, I was more I was more pro Murray on this. Honestly, um, I mean, I, I know that it's annoying, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think. Again, this is a flimsy argument. But I, I think there is etiquette where it's like you don't take a break that's twice as long as when you have to take because then it interrupts the rhythm, but it is it isn't breaking a rule. So that's the problem with unwritten rules. They're not written. Yeah. So no one really can complain. Also, he's the one who didn't bring shoes on the court. Yeah, that that was on him for sure. I don't know how that happens. They choked in the, in the, the tiebreaker. He had the tiebreaker. And he blew it. He literally blew it. It's not like he was unlucky. He blew it. So uh, he wins that tiebreaker. I think he wins the match. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, different, different match, but probably four sets. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even, I don't even notice when there's a timeout. People thought that I was complaining about uh, the timeout in the women's final, but my thing was, why is this taking five minutes? Just oh, put a right, freaking, yeah. put yeah, a yeah, freaking, they, had to, they had to take stop. one because of the blood. Yeah. Yeah, they have to. They have to clean it up because there's so much blood. But you know, this doesn't take five minutes. Yeah, just go. <laughs> but I mean, I, that I was. Mean, it. I I wonder if that would be another upside to um the break between sets is you could change the whole medical timeout thing as well. Um, yeah, like you, you, make you, it so you, you would have time for a medical timeout. Um, you'd have enough time to get anything treated during a break like that. So you could say yeah. like between sets or or it costs you a point or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. You have 10 minutes to do what you need get a, get a, get a massage, uh, take a shower, like take a shower. To, I mean, some of these conditions, I mean, it's, I would even say it's a, a question of safety for them to change their outfits because they sweat so much. And if they sweat on, on 
hard courts, I mean, that it makes them slippery. Yeah. So just have a nice chunk of time where you can do whatever you want. But I think it would be, I would honestly love it if I could get a, a little <laughs> amateur tournament to try out the format and see what happens, just to see what happens. <laughs> so what, what if uh, people like approach, how do people approach the set knowing that they're not going to be able to sit down? They're going to change sides on the court. They can have a, after a game end, they can have a little, uh, you know, that little unofficial pause. Um, they can do that. You know, yeah. the, when they switch sides at the, in the first, the first right. three games, like you can pick up a water bottle, but you can't sit down. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like you play two games and when you switch sides, you can stop by your chair, take a little drink of water, and then move. That's fine. Yeah. Just don't sit down. Just keep going. Um, I wonder. But I mean, I, I mean, my my theory is that it would make matches go faster. Which, but I mean, it's always like if a, a match's length is X, what is X? If you right. reduce it by ten percent, it's still X. We don't know what it is. <laughs> we have no idea. A match can be an hour and a half. It can be two hours. It can be fifty minutes. It can be anything. Yeah. So if you're reducing it by X, you're still selling what? You're selling X. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's, a mess, man. It sounds like something you could market to an XO, maybe, or something. Something tennis TV could post, like uh, <laughs> in the big letters, like. How do players play tennis? Dot 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 without a break, and then you can show the players like doing it and whatever. I don't know. Hey, I'll write about it and see if people get angry or <laughs> I don't know, if people start thinking about it. But I, I mean, at this point, honestly, I think the bigger issue is if we're gonna tinker with a format, the format that needs to be tinkered is to give the women five sets of a slam. That's yes. that's really the only thing we need to change right now. Yeah, that's the only thing that is absolutely mandatory to change. Everything else, like even talking about this, seems kind of superfluous when you we have yeah. such a huge evident deficiency that needs to needs to end. And so, I'll, I'm curious. I just I wonder if there are if there are actual conversations about it. Um, well, like with higher of, ups in the WCA or yeah, because in media I've heard it a couple times, which is new. You didn't hear it before. But I want to hear it more, and I kind of want to hear the players. That's what I wonder. What do they? What do the women players actually want? Yeah, that, that's. I would say that is my main. Um, I'm blanking on the word, but like I would need. I would want the players to be informed of that for me to be fully in favor of them playing that because I think if they if they are okay with the way things are, then. I don't think it should be changed, but I think like if they want to play best of five, then absolutely like full send. Well, and the problem is, I remember tweeting about this and I still believe this, that I think strategically, I mean, Billy Jean King is a hero, amazing, unbelievable when they fought for equal pay, equal pay at the slams. I wonder if at some point they didn't realize that they should have been arguing more for equal format instead of equal pay. Because once you do equal format, equal pay comes along because there's no argument. But they were so focused on equal pay and the signs were like, well, fine, here's equal pay, but you still play just best of three. 
And they were okay with that. I that's one of those where I kind of wish I could go back in time and see what what would happen, what it, what were the conversations like? Because I think it was it would have been more important to get the format changed rather than the format parity rather than the money parity because we now have this weird situation where at the slams there's equal pay even though the format is different but then at the other events except for what three four there's format equality but there's not equal pay yeah that's that's bizarre which makes no sense so i mean honestly this the latter scenario kind of defeats my argument because yeah they have party of format at tournaments like Cincinnati and whatnot, and the pay is not equal. But I do think that it's more realistic to imagine a scenario where the pay ends up being equal in in the big men and combined events than it is at this point in time to imagine format parity at the slams. Yeah, I mean, that... It would definitely be interesting to see what divergent path that would take. I because I think um so the women's final at this tournament got more viewers than than the men's final, which mm-hmm. um but I also think that in history, the matches that are generally remembered more by the tennis masses are the five setters. And yeah, so that, that's so, that's so, the part so I, think, I didn't think about. So, so I think on that note, you're right. Like if you give the woman access to that format they will play matches like that. And then they go down in history in the same way. Um, again, and then it, it becomes and, untenable to pay them less. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're doing the same things. Um, they, but yeah, it's when you're not giving them the option to do the same things. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I would really like to see what the players would think of this. Like if it, if the WTA did a video or something like asked, I don't know, the top, the top hundred or like random players in top 500 or something. That'd be even nice to do like a survey monkey anonymous thing. Just send it out yeah. to the top 100 and see what happens. Make yeah, it anonymous like, so that they I, feel like. Ask their reasoning too. Have them like write a sentence underneath or something. Mm-hmm. And that'd be so easy. You could do that with one email. Yeah. See, you and I should be in charge of this stuff, man. <laughs> We'd come up with solutions. Uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully some of this stuff will get resolved eventually, but it, I mean, I mean the tennis, the the shots keep me around. So, yes. All right, my man. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go and see if I can watch something with my wife. Uh, but yeah. as always, um, a pleasure to talk tennis. Yeah, th- thanks for joining us again. Is a lot of fun. Uh, great as always to hear your takes on stuff. I learned a lot again. So, thank you. Hey, me too. I came up with some stuff that I didn't even think I fully understood until now. So that's why it's good to talk. Yeah, and um, <laughs> oh, and also want to say um, thanks for saying earlier that you um that you read my article on Medvedev, and I really enjoyed the stuff you wrote um this tournament. It was really fun to read your stuff on tennis again. Thank you. Well, my my mentions now are kind of a scary place, like <laughs> full of ugh. that that one about the shot blew up. That on the one hand, it was like very deserved recognition, but I did feel a little bad as well. <laughs> well, that one at least was okay, but the the. Stuff that is coming right down my mind is just a disaster. Like, 
people just not understanding or equating things that are not the same. And you're like, no, no. So at one point, if I've reached the point, if, if an argument is too stupid, I just mute. I yeah. don't even care. Oh yeah, the, the recent thing was the the four in a row, right? Like people are saying, oh, yes. oh you know, Federer was one match away, and it's like, no, because it wasn't the calendar. Oh, they're like, oh, but they won three in a three in one year, so they were just one away. No, they were not. <laughs> they were never because people made that argument for Djokovic in 2015, and I always thought it was completely stupid. Like, no, he was out of the running for the calendar slam at the French. Like right. that's where it ended. <laughs> yes, sure, he ended up winning three of the four, but he wasn't one close. He, yeah wasn't even remotely close yeah I, I mean and even though it was one away or whatever this is a very different one this is a major final on his favorite surface instead of for federer a french open final against nadal which is not going to win so well the funny thing is people are like well they won 27 straight and so well there's somebody who won 30 so right what are we arguing for i mean that ended that debate ended a while ago so uh, just frustrating but yeah. whatever but i'm gonna I think i'm gonna publish a couple of things that are completely different and then uh maybe i'll do a short thing about that idea of the of the for the weird format change well i I look forward to reading it (laughs) see what happens (laughs) all right man take care thanks so much have a good rest you got it (laughs) you too Bye. bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 